How is everybody doing? Welcome to another episode of Throw It Deep Podcast with Michael Broner and Owen McEnroe. Uh, not much in the way of news this week on the NFL, in the NFL. We're sitting out here on April 10th. Uh, there was a big signing for the Baltimore Ravens. They bring in Odell Beckham Jr., and it appears that Lamar was a key piece of that recruitment. So I I guess Lamar is going to be – spent a lot – feels like now we wasted a lot of time, what was it, two weeks ago, talking about the, all these hypothetical teams for Lamar. Yeah, um, the Odell saga also finally comes to an end. Um, it's been very drawn out and long. I remember signed rumors about that going back to – November and October of the regular season. And like, yeah, it's been like a year long. I, honestly, going back to last off season, it, it was like, where is Odell going to sign? A little bit. Little like, bit. tore his ACL in the, in, the, in the Super Bowl against the Bengals, obviously, which is now like a year and a half ago. And he was a free agent at that upcoming off season. Remember, he got traded in the middle of the season, or rather signed in the middle of the season to LA. And, I mean, it's been a, what, a three-year circus with Odell. It didn't work out in Cleveland. A lot of people, myself included, thought it would work out very well for him when, uh, you know, thought, oh, Baker Mayfield after his good rookie year. Because recall, yes, I know you're a big Baker guy. Recall, he did have a good, <laughs> Baker did have a good rookie year in Cleveland. It's easy to forget now. Then they bring in Odell, and it, and it looked like uh, things were going to work out, and obviously they just didn't work out. And Odell, that's, a, uh, that's a Bama guy, Freddie Kitchens at the helm, too. Well, uh, <laughs> take take it easy there. That that may or may not be true. Yes, that 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 is true, but uh, we don't claim him. Uh, well, <laughs> former Al- former Alabama quarterback. Where, where's he at now? He's I don't know. He's not. He's he's somewhere. He, he's bouncing yeah. around somewhere. I yeah. even Let me uh, look that up. He might have even been on Alabama staff, like as an and from an analyst perspective for a little while. I I can't remember. Uh, he he was on the giant staff with like Joe Judge for a little while. But yeah, I don't know how this devolved into a Freddie Kitchens thing. But he's uh, he's just he's currently the uh, tight ends coach and running game coordinator for the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. Well, it's nice to see Freddie Kitchens is still doing great things uh, in the world. He's, doing, he's around. He's around. So good, good to hear there. I was, you know, that now I can sleep tonight now that I know that Freddie Kitchens is uh, is still coaching, is still coaching boys up. Good to know. Uh, anyway, uh, going back to Odell. Yeah. So like I said, Rappaport reported earlier today that Lamar was a key part of the recruitment. Lamar kind of posted that Instagram story with Odell. Uh, Lamar, it's like, I guess what this is now screaming towards is Lamar is going to end up playing this season for the Ravens on the franchise tag, I guess. Yeah. And this, this news is, uh, this is, this is very pro, not even for the addition of Odell for Ravens fans. It's the fact that it's now likely that Lamar will be a Raven for at least one more year. It's almost like, and again, remember that Lamar, um, exclusive tag pays him 32 million odell gets 15 guaranteed maybe upwards of 18 if he hits a bunch of incentives which i'm sure are fairly difficult to hit but you know if you're gonna pay a guy 15 versus 18 it's not a huge difference there it's yeah it's really like, not it's almost like guaranteed. almost like you're just paying lamar 47 million dollars for for a year even if odell does nothing it's like all right we got lamar happy so so he's gonna he's gonna come and play so i and like and but again 
I mean, the cast of weapons for, for the Ravens now, you know, and I know you're going to laugh at this. They did sign Nelson Aguilar earlier this offseason now. The cast of weapons. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. The cast of weapons for the Ravens now is probably better than Lamar has ever had in his entire career. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, it's a, a lot of it is Odell, but a lot of it's like you get another year of development for uh, Rashad Bateman. Um, I don't know. It's it's a lot. It's um. I don't know if it's a significant upgrade, but I mean, Odell's got something left in the tank. I know he's coming off an injury and getting a little older, but still obviously a talented player. Do you think it was an overpay? Like probably, but it's, it's so late in free agency at this point, And like outside of the draft, like you're really not going to spend like a significant amount of cap space elsewhere. And it's a one-year deal. So like, why not overpay? My thoughts on that were like, it's probably an overpay, but it's also probably going to get Lamar to play on that tag. So, like, who cares? Uh, yeah, and, that's another yeah. good way of looking at it. It's yeah. not like they have – like, you have to spend that money. It's not like saving that cap is – like, it doesn't roll – I'm not a cap expert, but I don't think it just rolls over the next year. No, it doesn't. It's a salary cap, but it's also a salary floor. It's, like, what you have to spend to fill out your roster. So, like, yeah, the money has to get spent if you have to – if you're going to spend – if you have the money to spend, you might as well spend it. So, Odell Raven, uh, interesting little cast of weapons for the Baltimore Ravens. Now we'll see what happens. I believe uh, that this brings the Lamar saga to an end. This brings the Odell saga to an end. Everyone's happy in Baltimore. Maybe we'll see if uh, the Ravens can compete in the AFC North this year. Yeah, certainly. Uh, it's definitely one of the more intriguing divisions we've got out there. Yeah, so speaking of that, uh, what we wanted to do this week, not since there's not a ton of new news, we got the draft coming up. I guess we'll get we'll, we'll get into like a mock draft type of thing probably next week. Um, what I wanted to do this week, there was kind of last week, there was kind of a release of pretty much every team's over-unders. And we're going to basically, I, I don't know what Owen's going to say. Owen doesn't know what I, I'm going to say, but I got some best overs written down, some best unders written down, some bets that we each like, and we're going to go through those and discuss them. Do keep in mind also, uh, if you're listening to this, this won't come out until Wednesday, but if you're listening to this on Wednesday afternoon, tune in to WNSP live at 5.30 Central Time on Wednesday. Owen and I are going to be doing a our, uh, a little a mini version of our show live, Owen's debut on the WNSP airwaves, so very exciting stuff there. Can't wait. Anyway, uh, so, all right, so how do you want to do I, I This is how we'll get into this. I'll give you my first over that I like, and we'll just go for, and we'll just go discussion-wise from there. So the first one that sure. I like is Steelers over eight and a half. Wow. I, before you go, I've actually, I've got this too. I'm oh, just... I knew this was going to happen. See, I wasn't sure if we should, if we should converge. I, I thought it would be fun to do a little, like. No, I've, I've got a bunch. Don't worry. Don't worry. Right. Go I, ahead. I, go I've, ahead. Got a, I've, I've got a bunch written down. No, I mean. Let Steve, me hear what you have to say. Mike Tomlin's never gone nine and eight. Uh, they would have done better than nine or never done worse than nine and eight rather. Or I, I understand there's been uh 16 games. He's never gone. Five, uh, 500 or worse. He's always been above 500 point being. Uh, that's the big narrative around Mike Tomlin. So, I mean, if if you're looking at this bet here, you have to understand the Steelers would have done better than nine and eight last year if Mitch Trubisky didn't start the season as the starting quarterback. I know I could tell you that probably would have beaten the Patriots early in the season if Mitch Trubisky wasn't starting. If that And, and I don't know what... Oh. I don't know. We, 
we haven't talked a ton about this, but I'm a believer in Kenny Pickett. He's shown a thing or two. I, I think he's a, I think he's solid and, and could take a little year two leap. You got George Pickens. Like, I, I, I mean, Pat Fryermuth, that, that's a good little offense for, for Pickett to develop in. I think the Steelers are going to be fine. I don't think, I don't think they're contenders in the AFC, but they're certainly a, a, a pesky team that can compete for a playoff spot. And I think eight and a half, I mean, for a coach that's never gone 500 or worse, I, I think that's an easy bet. Sure. Um, I actually saw that. Uh, I thought it was 9.5 originally, so I, I stayed away and I took a double take, and it was 8.5. Um, as you said, the Tomlin uh, Tomlin hasn't gone under 500 in his career, um, and I like I like the consistency. He always puts out a good defense, and I trust Kenny Pickett's development. Somebody you didn't mention, I think George Pickens is really going to have a great year this year. He's uh, yeah. top 10, 15 receiver category. So are we, you know, not to take the Patriots angle on this, but I guess George Pickens is about to be added to the graveyard of receivers that Bill Belichick has passed on. Uh, so that, that's, that's right. Uh, we took Tyquan Thornton over George Pickens. George Pickens went two picks after Tyquan Thornton. So uh, I actually didn't know that. Every pick that uh, every pick, every catch that George Pickens makes hurts me a little bit. I do think Tyquan Thornton will have a better season this year. Yeah, he could be a good player. Yeah. He, he, missed, he missed some time. Listen, there. Are, you know, we've joked about Tyquan Thornton in the group chat quite a bit. Different cat, all that. Uh, but you know, he, he can be a good player. He can create separation. He's fast as lightning. Uh, and he did miss a lot of training camp and and uh, the first half of the season. So you know, that's almost impossible to get your rookie year started off like that unless you're just a physically dominating presence, which he's not. He's just a he's a fast guy who can create separation. So we'll see what happens there. I do think he can become a solid player. Uh, but the chances that he becomes better than George Pickens probably slim to none. So again, we'll probably add George Pickens to that. Uh, here lies uh, could have had George Pickens graveyard for the Patriots you know, with AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, DK Debo Samuel, just a bunch of other guys. Totally. Yeah. Sitting in that, uh, sitting in that well of, of, of receivers. But anyway, I'm not bitter at all there. Don't worry. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out to you one of my least favorites. And so I actually love, I love the under on this one. And it's actually, okay. it's actually plus money on the under. So I guess the least favorite bet would be taking the over. The Colts set at six and a half plus money. You can get on the under. This is a team that went four, 12 and one last season. Shane Steichen, the new head coach. I, I, I just six and a half. I know they're in a bad division, but like they are best case scenario. Anthony Richardson is, I, I, I don't, obviously you know we describe him as a project guy. I don't think uh, you're ending up with a Bryce Young. Maybe you get Will Levis. We had Kent Sterling from uh, the radio guy in Indianapolis. We had him on the show today, actually. He thinks the Colts are going to trade back for and get Jalen Carter. So it's like, what, what, what is the path to seven wins for, for this Colts team? Certainly. Um, the path is the Texans. I see what Vegas is thinking here. The path is the Texans twice a year. The path is um, Tennessee another two times this year. Um, but I, I frankly agree with you. Um, even though they, they do, ha they're in a arguably the worst division in the league. Um, they've got not a lot of uh, clarity in what their offensive or defensive game plan is. Yeah, and, and I, I just 
I don't know that that's a franchise that just feels like a mess. I, and like Shane Steichen's going to come in and turn things around. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Shane. It looks, it looks glim. It looks glim. <laughs> I, I just six and a half seems a little optimistic for me. And I get what you're saying with the Texans and the Titans. I just, and I did like the, under, I didn't write it down. I did like the under on the Titans, which I believe was like seven, something like that. Uh, Cause again, it looks pretty, feels like kind of a breaking point year in Tennessee for Mike Vrabel. Uh, this really feels like the year it all comes apart for the Titans. Uh, if I were to make a predict, I, the te- the Texans, I think I couldn't, I didn't have. Do you think play. he's just a quick question? Do you think Vrabel's gone if they have like a terrible year? I don't know. It feels like he's one of the more respected coaches in the league. I agree. So that's why, yeah. Yeah, but this is, and again, I love Mike Vrabel as a former Patriots legend, but like one of the more respected coaches in the league for a guy who's kind of accomplished nothing. Uh, so he's made an AFC championship, I guess. And, and uh, number one seed as well. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, not, that's not nothing. It's not nothing. I, it's, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't think Mike Vrabel is this like amazing coach. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think he should be absolved if the Titans are terrible this year. And I understand that the, their, their team building has been atrocious as well. Yeah. I uh, agree with I, you. I, I don't like the new, I don't like the new GM. Uh, I, think a team in a weird I, think. Spot. I, so yeah, yeah. I don't know what to make of them. Uh, I guess, you know, I didn't write it down, but I kind of do like the under of seven wins on the Titans and maybe Vrabel gets fired. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I believe it was seven and a half actually. If it's seven and a half. Yeah, that's even uh, even better. Yeah, I, I I wrote that. I like that as well. I didn't have the stones to take the over on the Texans. I think it was like five and a half, but like. That's right. That, there's, there's, there's some value there. I, I think, yeah. uh, I think, I think they win six games because, because I think Bryce Young and D'Amico Ryan's are, uh, are leading a new era in Houston. Unless, unless Bryce Young ends up going to Carolina. Speaking of that, yeah, as of, as of this morning, uh, Bryce Young is actually the favorite to go number one to the Carolina Panthers. It's, it's still pretty much, uh, it's now like pretty much even. I think it's minus one twenty and uh, plus one hundred five, but. Yeah, I should have hammered. I should have hammered that a couple of months ago. I don't know what I was thinking. Of. I'm I'm pretty surprised. I'm I that that must mean the Panthers thought they were gonna take Shroud. And now they like Young. I don't I don't know. They met with Young. I think today. And really, how that meeting went, but uh, we're looking at must it. have gone well. I guess. Uh, I mean, the Raiders met with him too. Raiders were mentioned as a team that you could see trading up to that Colts spot if they wanted to get a new quarterback. Uh, obviously you bring in Jimmy G on a relatively team friendly deal, but that doesn't stop you from getting another quarterback. If there's a guy you like and want to trade up for. So I, I don't know. Um, but interesting stuff there. Another over speaking of the, uh, speaking what? of the Raiders, um, I actually have them as one of my, um, under teams. I, I think they're at 7.5. I 100% knew you were going to put the Raiders on there. I was like, Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels. Well, yeah. I know Owen is taking the under. I'll Jimmy, be. Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels is a recipe for disaster. Um, this team, I think this team wants Caleb Williams. I don't, I don't think they like a guy in this draft. Um, the defense is bad. It's been bad, and it's going to be bad. And uh, the offense got worse by going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. This is a this, I, is, this is a this team. This team is winning under seven and a half games. This is a QB and coach unit built by New England, bro. Like, what do you <laughs> like? This is this, this is a winning comp. This is these are two guys who know how to win football games. They that they are, I guess, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, with the help of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. 
admittedly like uh, and uh, i i got a good chuckle out of it when i was looking at the list because i saw raiders seven and a half and i kind of liked the under on that but i i absolutely <laughs> put it there so i was like i'll, I'll let him have this one yeah <laughs> uh so good on you there uh i honestly think that's probably a fair bet i'm not you know jokes is in, in all seriousness i'm not i think i'm probably out on the mcdaniels era in vegas and you know yeah. i make i don't know mcdaniels garoppoli it's a guy who can run his offense uh, and he's got Devonte adams he's he's now uh he's he's trimmed the fat darren waller's gone so now now, yeah. now they can finally succeed josh jacobs is gonna be back uh i don't know no, that team. Matt Crosby's a great player, though. Outside of him, there's nothing on defense, but he is he is a top five edge rusher. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. Uh, and Chandler Jones is Chandler Jones is still good too. Uh, you know, they're a good player, absolutely. There are pieces on that team, but they just are a mess. Uh, McDaniel's a mess. very well just might not be ahead. Great offensive coordinator. I, I would take nothing away from him as an offensive coordinator. Yes, he had Tom Brady. Uh, but I mean, he did good with rookie. He made rookie Mac Jones look good. Uh, so I take nothing away from McDaniels as an offensive coordinator, but it's very possible, if not likely that he's just not cut out to be a head coach, which is the case for a lot of guys. We'll see though. We'll see what happens. Another over I like, uh, and this is a kind of a boring one, but chiefs over 11 and a half. Uh, I mean, come on 11 and a half for this team. I don't think the Broncos are getting that. Well, they'll get better, but the Raiders are going to be terrible. Uh, and then the chargers jerseys kind of out on the chargers. I think they'll be fine. Like they're going to win the division and they're probably, and this is, I mean, 11 and a half for this team. Like where did they get worse? No, I, I agree with you. Um, they lost, uh, they lost Juju and McCole Hardman. I'm sure they'll, um, don't know off the top of my head who they added, but I I, I know they'll draft a guy maybe too. Um, they went fourteen but, and three this year. Yes, they did, and um, they like they did some great wins. They blew out San Francisco. Um, I I I don't I don't disagree. Yeah, I, sure I, that, that, that's the most games, that's the most that. boring one I had on here, but I I just saw that and had and you know I would no, that's a good pick. I would never bet that because uh, no. No, screw the Chiefs, but uh, okay. <laughs> I like Mahomes. I like Mahomes, but I hate the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, and then I also have Jags over nine and a half on here. Okay, yeah. Um, I guess you're basing that off the weak division there. I thought I thought that was a little aggressive, but um, that that line when I saw it, but they've got. I think they're pretty clearly the best team in the division. I think they have very clearly the best quarterback in the division. They have. I think very clearly the best coach in the division. So, I mean, what, what more do you want here? I think 10 wins for the Jags is very attainable, especially if Trevor Lawrence continues to develop. I mean, 10 wins in that division, that feels like, feels like it, it should happen. This team went like nine and eight this year. Yeah, no, I, I, it makes sense. Um, I, I agree. I did want to ask you though, about the, um, I didn't take this. This is just before I want to. What do you think about the Lions? They're at uh, they opened at nine, but now it's nine and a half. Everybody loves yeah, that. Over. I didn't write down the Lions. That was a tricky one for me to figure out. I I don't know nine. Even even at nine, it's interesting because I, I I didn't write it down at nine, and now you're saying it's up to nine and a half. Yeah. Like in theory, I mean, in, I think that's ahead of the Vikings. I think the Vikings are sitting at eight and a half. They are. Yeah. So, they opened up as the favorites. And again, we 
are both in agreement the Vikings were frauds this year, but they won 13 games. It's like to go from 13 to eight and a half. I mean, again, they were frauds. They they were fraudulent. Yeah. Still, 13 to eight and a half in, in one offseason after losing a playoff game. I, I don't know. I still think Kevin O'Connell's a really good coach. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like Vikings over eight and a half, but the Lions over not like they should. They should. If they take that next step, they should get to nine wins. Nine and a half. I, I don't know if I can take the Lions at 10 wins. They finished, uh, they finished six and two, second half of the year. Um, interesting thing is, I do think nine might win this division. So it's I, cool. Packers cool. are Packers are going to be bad. I they're they're at seven and a half. I I take the under there. Not um, a Jordan Love believer. Not in year one. They could be good. I also don't think there's a lot of talent surrounding him. Um, Bears seven and a half. I, I think that's going under as well. Um, I think it's a two horse race, and I, honestly, I think nine, maybe I guess maybe nine or ten wins wins this. So. We'll see. I, I, I like that take. I, I mean, and they should like they should win the division. They should. Uh, they are on paper, I think, the best team in the division. Uh, I mean, they were they were. I agree. Like that late game in the season. Vikings. Vikings have a ton of holes on defense. A ton. Yeah, I mean that that late game in the season in Minnesota, uh, the Vikings Lions game. I, yeah. I, I think I hammered the Lions in that game. It was like the Lions are not losing this game. And they did. They they uh, and they, they won. They blew them out. No. So it's uh, it's like you know I they should they they should get to nine wins ten I get a little shaky there because like you said I think nine and eight could be enough uh, I I don't know I think the Vikings maybe maybe win nine games but yeah no I mean if I were if you put a gun to my head I I I guess I'd take the over on the Lions but I'd certainly be very nervous about it and certainly would not bet it um, another under I liked <laughs> you'll love this. Bengals, Bengals under 11 and a half. Oh man, that's my number one. I, I, knew, I knew you got it. Go ahead. <laughs> 11 and a half wins in a loaded AFC. The rest yeah. of the division got better. Yeah. Joe Burrow's not elite. <laughs> He's not. He doesn't have the elite traits you see in a Mahomes and Allen, a Herbert, even a Lamar Jackson. Neither does Tom Brady, but continue. He does. Brady's got a much better arm than Burrow has ever had. But I, I digress. They're, I think their defense is going to regress a little bit. They made some good signings, but I also, I don't know. I I don't see a lot of, I think a lot of guys on their defense had big years last year, and I and I don't think they will repeat that. So yeah. Angles under 11 and a half is the easiest lock we've got. It's permanent. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to be all over that one. Uh, so I figured I'd get that conversation going. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a lock, but because I think they go like 11 and, five, 11 and six. Uh, and I do think they still In a win. loaded division and conference. And is, is the division really loaded? Uh, I mean, I think the Ravens. The, the Browns could be elite. The Browns could be better. I don't They're They're over under is nine and a half. I thought. I, I didn't touch that, but that's that's more than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's a hard one to figure out too. If if uh, Watson can get back to you know not to talk. But who's that's that's absolutely a loaded division. Who's like yeah, the worst I, team there? You know. Yeah, I yeah. guess if you consider that when you think about the Browns probably being the worst team in that division, I, I guess you do have to throw the loaded label. And I did. How about this? Loaded. How about this? The worst team in this division is the Bengals. Oh my god. I'm very much out on the Spangles team in 2023-24. Yeah, 
you were very much out on this Bengals team in 2022, 23. Uh, so, you know. Well, we didn't have a podcast then. I don't even know if you're, you're saying it's true. Our viewers certainly don't. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let, let our viewers in on a little secret that, that I think you were saying Bengals like four wins in 2022. Well, well, that, that's just, that's just made up slander. Uh, you know, and, and admittedly, you know, early in the season, it was kind of looking like you were right. Uh, they were, they were, they were pretty atrocious early in the season. Mitch Trubisky went in there and beat him. Yeah. Well, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, yeah, it was more of the team. Took five picks from Burrow for, for them to win that game in overtime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was the probably the best day of your football watching season was Week One Burrow five picks. Uh, if you don't know, by Relax. the way, Owen Owens Owen hates Joe Burrow. Uh, but you're not uh, hate anyone. That's not true. Yeah, you hate Joe Burrow. Uh, but <laughs> I just don't think he's an elite quarterback. Uh, which apparently is, is which hating is, the guy, which is truly ridiculous. But any, but anyway, uh, this is not going to turn into the Joe Burrow episode. Uh, maybe, maybe later in the off season. But anyway, yes, uh, Joe Burrow is an elite quarterback and is actually the second best quarterback in football. Uh, but Ooh. anyway, uh, that's not- try eight or nine. Anyway, anyway, well, that's that's better than that's that's. Let's a, let's move on. Let's let's move yeah. on to another uh, we'll, we'll AFC. Move, we'll move on here, and and, sure. uh, and here's one you're not gonna like. Uh, but go ahead. It's uh, it's my favorite one, and wow, uh, all right, let's hear it. Uh, and we're just gonna go with it, and I don't know if it's gonna happen. Oh, oh I know what it is. Yeah, I know you know what it is, and you know I had to say it. Uh, seven and a half. On the Pats, seven and a half on the Pats. Seven and a half. half. This is a team that went eight and nine, losing two games at the end of the season on ridiculous, in ridiculous fashion. Obviously, the Raiders. We're not going to talk about it. And uh, and the Bengals Uh game, Andre Stevenson fumbles. They they would have won that game. This is a team that lost games at the end of the season. They had no business. I mean, are we really saying that this team? With Bill O'Brien instead of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and the same defense, more or less, is going to be worse. Like, come on. And I understand the schedule is going to be harder, but yeah, I was. Uh, and I that's what I want to push back on. I think well, this is a loaded. I, this is a loaded AFC and uh, specifically loaded division. Um, the only I, Jets got better. I think the Dolphins with a healthy Tua will be a little bit better. Um, they'll split and, against and the, the, the Bills are the Bills. They'll split against the Dolphins. They'll split against the Jets, maybe. I mean, they've beaten them fourteen that's, times in a row. They've beaten them. Right. Four, they've beaten them four right. times in a row. You, I know. I know you wanted to just say the, the Jets, Jets have Aaron Rodgers. Like it's a okay. little different. Well, now. well I, we didn't say at the beginning of the show. It's another week, and the Jets still don't have Aaron Rodgers. But uh, they'll get him. Let, let's assume they have Aaron Rodgers. This is the Patriots have beaten the Jets fourteen times in a row. I don't think it's crazy to say a split with the Jets is like like they can split with the Jets. Uh, they, they, they're not the Jets of the old. They can split with the Jets, uh, and I think they beat Buffalo once. I think they beat Buffalo once too. I think they go three and three in the division, which I don't. I don't think I'm delusional there. Three and three in this division, it's like, a little aggressive. Three and three. Hey, we haven't beaten Buffalo. Like we're due for a win against Buffalo. Like it. it it's <laughs> it is coming. You're That's due. Not- we should have. We should. Jets might be due for a win well, against the Patriots. Oh, fair enough. Fair think enough. about it that way. That's a fair. That's a fair turnaround. Like I said, we're gonna split with the Jets. Uh, they'll okay. Get, they'll, right. get, they'll get us once this year. But here, like in all seriousness, like 
we should have won. We should have won week 18 in Buffalo. There was some atrocious officiating. There was some Damar nonsense. Uh, there was there was some magical luck. Nonsense. And there were yes, there were two. Damar Hamlin is a hero. <laughs> there were two kick return touchdowns in that game. Uh, like we we should have won that. We should have won that football game. I could argue. I could sit here and argue it was the best game of Mac Jones' career. Whatever. We don't need to and and analyze the intricacies of that football game. That one still keeps me up at night because it would have put us in the playoff. But Sure. Pats are going to beat Buffalo once next year. Point being, I, I'm I'm very confident in saying that. There there there's one split. They're going to beat Miami once. There's another split. I honestly am less confident in splitting with the Jets than I am with Buffalo or Miami. So I wow. like three okay. and three. I like three and three in that. Like then that's just a secret between me and you. Uh, but <laughs> like uh, like I, in all seriousness, like I think over seven and a half. Like, am I even if they go eight and nine? Like, I'm not crazy here, man. The Patriots' offense is going to be significantly better. The Patriots' offense was putridly atrocious this year. They only won games when they created turnovers, which, like, they'll still create. They'll still create a good bit of turnovers, but I mean, it's not going to be nearly as bad as it was. And uh, they're going to win more than seven and a half games. I, I absolutely love this over seven and a half. I might, I might place a large future on. Wow. Okay. Well, I honestly, I don't have a ton of pushback on it. Honestly, when I saw the line, it looked a little low to me, but then I considered the fact that they're in a loaded division and a loaded conference. So I, I'm honestly, I think that's, I think that's a good line. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a ton of pushback. I don't, I don't know. If it's eight, I think eight would be, I guess eight, eight hits your bet. So yeah, eight does hit my bet. Like again, you know, yep. For for peek behind the curtain, Owen and I had a had a uh, Patriots over nine bet, pers- a personal one v one bet last season, and uh, well, the Patriots found I multiple- cashed in on that. Yeah, Patriots found multiple ways down the stretch against the Bengals and the Raiders to uh, mess that up and not make the playoffs. Like just just atrocious stuff. Uh, but again, their offense was putrid in both of those games. Like they were down twenty two nothing against the Bengals and only got back into the game because Joe Burrow had. One of the more atrocious pick sixes I've ever seen to Marcus Jones. Yeah. Marcus Jones, who, Marcus Jones, who by the way scored on offense, defense, and special teams last season. First guy to do that since Deion Sanders. Uh, fun fact. Nice young spot on their team. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's why they're going. They're they're going. They're Marcus Jones again. Marcus Jones is good for five wins on his own. So <laughs> the cornerback. <laughs> well, the cornerback slash wide receiver slash punt returner. Yes, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> enough about the pats sorry uh i also like the fact i need to apologize yeah it just look that much worse when they win five games if they win five games hell we're getting a new coach and a new quarterback so it is Uh, is uh, at that point uh i'll be i'll be okay with a hit of the reset button if we win five games and i'll take an l but anyway uh i also like the falcons and panthers both under seven and a half sure um so i mean what if the panthers take bryce young there still under seven and a half no, no. If they take Bryce Young, I'll take the over. Okay. Well, all right. There you go. Um, who, what was the first team? Sorry. Falcons. Same. Falcons. Same, both those. I mean, the NFC wow. South is atrocious for a reason. Like, uh, I mean, some some of these teams got to <laughs> they got to lose more than seven. I mean, the Falcons went seven and ten this past year, and they made a couple of additions. But like, like we said last week, like, I just see the season playing out pretty much the exact same for the Falcons. Like, I think seven and ten maybe even six and 11, just, I mean, Desmond Ritter is going to be the quarterback. It's just like what it, what it feels. Don't, like. don't doubt. I think they, I think they're going to sign uh Ryan Tannehill. This is just a gut feeling. Really? Uh, is he a free agent? He is. 
Um, you've got uh, you've got Arthur Smith there. You know, former uh, former OC had some success with him. Uh, why not win some football games? Unless they're committed to tanking to Caleb Williams. I I really I think it's a match made in heaven, frankly. Yeah, we'll see who is committed to tanking for Caleb Williams because someone's going to have to be, I guess, or someone will just be that bad. Uh, Panthers obviously are going to be out of contention for a quarterback, so we'll see in a new era how many quarterbacks uh, or how many how many wins a new quarterback can deliver them. Um, I mean, that's that's about all I got in terms of what I've written down. You got anything else? Yeah, yeah, I got the um... – we talked about some of the elite teams in the AFC, uh, or at least who have been, uh, Bengals, Chiefs. Um, I like the Bills to be um, over 10 and a half wins. Let me, before I explain, let me take you back to the time uh, last offseason where I like the everybody. Bills under 10 and a half wins. Okay. All right. Let me, let me finish. Um, he, so at last offseason, everybody was in on the Bills, right? They had, uh, they were, I think they were Super Bowl favorites over the, even the Chiefs. Um, right. Everybody was in on them. Um, they, they had a pretty good regular season. Um, then they looked shaky against Miami in the playoffs against uh, Skylar Thompson, their third string quarterback. And uh, as we all know, they got looked shaky in. week eighteen against New England as well. But continue. True, true. Um, and they got uh, they got embarrassed, frankly, by uh, the Bengals. They got uh, dominated on offense and terrible. defense. Terrible. Terrible. Would terrible. have hated to have the Bills in that game. Fortunately, <laughs> I had the Bengals. I had. I had some, the of Bills. Us, some of us cannot say the same. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, but this this that is one game, and this is a good team. This is a talented team. I trust their front office and their coaching staff to go get other guys and find more talent because they haven't. Frankly, they haven't made a ton of additions yet this year. But ten and a half is not a lot of wins, especially in a seventeen game season. And Josh Allen is the second best quarterback on the planet. He's elite, and he's going to get them to at least eleven wins. I don't how great of a coach Sean McDermott is and I know that like sounds a little crazy on how good the bills have been over the past couple years obviously Josh Allen is Josh Allen uh I just I don't know I mean you had the collapse the 13 second collapse against Kansas City which like can happen to anyone like that's not like a full indictment on him as a coach but like I don't know like any they do lose Leslie Frazier defensive coordinator by the way which like could end up being a good thing People are saying that's a good thing. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. McDermott's a defensive guy. I don't yeah, know. How it's much, probably yeah. not a good thing. I just, I don't know. I mean, it feels like now for what, four years in a row, McDermott has come up, McDermott and the Bills. Uh, I mean, obviously, you the, the classic in Kansas City two years ago. Yeah, it comes down to a coin toss, but. Uh, Getting through the Chiefs is a tall order. I, yeah, I, I understand. I'm just saying, like, four years in a row now, you've kind of come up small in the big moments. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's a crazy take at this point to say, like, eh, like, is McDermott the guy? Like, he's a fine coach. But yeah. Like, he's a fine coach who's, like, kind of stumbled into, like, a really good roster situation. And I don't know. I just don't know if he's, like, that guy in terms of, like, an elite coach. I, he certainly has an elite roster. He certainly has an elite quarterback. Uh, his, his GM went and gotten him an elite wide receiver one for said elite quarterback and their defense is now really good. Uh, so, and like the, before Von Miller got hurt, their defense was really, really good. Uh, and then Von Miller went down and things kind of just completely fell apart for that team, at least on defense this year. So I don't know, like, I, I don't think yeah. that's a blasphemous take to say McDermott like might not be it. I don't know. I mean, he's beaten no. us four times in a row or three times in a row, whatever. It frankly, is. frankly, I, I agree with you. Um, I don't, I don't know that he's elite yet, but I, I, 
I know that he's good enough to win more than ten and a half games. And I I, I think the one well, I think his they, team this, is good enough to win more than ten and a half games. Sure, the Buffalo Bills, led by Sean McDermott, will win more than ten and a half. Games. Sean McDermott I, happens to be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Yes. All right, however you want to say it. Um, I do think they need to add to. Um, I think they should draft another receiver. Um, I don't think Gabe Davis is a table whoa, wide whoa, receiver whoa, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We love Gabe uh, Davis on this show. Yeah, he uh, he um, like they, they cut Isaiah McKenzie. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I, I'm assu- I'm expecting them to draft a guy, and I and I, I caught Isaiah and McKenzie. I, was I was the uh, you know my greatest enemy stopped by my greatest enemy's funeral meme. Uh, I, I yeah, hate that's you. <laughs> What's your beef with Isaiah McKenzie? He just kills the Patriots. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Yes, he has for two years. <laughs> he just kills the Patriots. I don't know why. Little Isaiah McKenzie just kills the Patriots. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, all right. So we're about running out of time here. That's, that's probably all I got, but this is, been- let me, let me give you one more. Sorry. Right. Um, I like the Packers under seven and a half. I like that. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Um, but I, I just, this is not a, that talented of a roster, frankly. And, uh, I think they're going to miss Aaron Rodgers more than Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst think. I think so. I like uh, seven and a half for a team that was unsuccessful this season with Aaron Rodgers. Like it kind of does feel like a no brainer, like unless Jordan Love is that guy, which not like he could be, but not. He's I'm, not, gonna not carry like, this team. On, I'm not like one. I'm not like leading the Jordan Love charge, but like I think he could be good. But you know, I seven, agree. Seven and ten either way, even if he if he's really good, act they could win ten games. But uh, I just feel like that's probably pretty unlikely, at least in his first year starting. We'll see though. I, I don't know. I mean that that certainly is an interesting one. But if you enjoy this conversation, guys, we will uh, be talking more. We're, we'll be having a similar conversation live on Wednesday evening, five thirty Central Time. WNSP now live throw it deep edition we'll be doing that once every three weeks on a rotational basis there with our other two shows steven root and nick wiggins on the double team as well as joey warner on the batter's box so keep it tuned in thank you guys for listening it's been fun thanks guys